Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 15, The Long Trail. Green Mountain Skyline what a welcome sight. He uh, founded the Green Mountain Club because he wanted, as he said, to make the mountains a larger part of the life of the people. Taylor was, I think, an intellectual companion to my father's. He was uh, well acquainted with languages and liked German, my mother too. They would pick out all the German songs and uh, Taylor would sing them on the mountains and that kind of thing. 1910, inspired by his love of the mountains and a vision of a high scenic pathway, James P. Taylor conceived the idea of the long trail connecting Vermont's mountain peaks. Taylor knew that to construct the first long-distance hiking trail in the country would require time, money, and an organization committed to the task. He embraced the challenge, and on March 11, 1910, 23 Vermonters gathered at the Van Ness House in Burlington to form the Green Mountain Club and choose as its first president, Jim Taylor. He got a number of people together. As a child, John Coles of Burlington knew Jim Taylor as a regular visitor to the Coles family home. Father and he would philosophize, but Taylor would walk up and down the living room here many times, chanting his new slogans to hand to the governor. And he gave lectures and talks all over the state, making friends uh, up and down the state to support his ideas. Coles' father was Burlington Judge Clarence P. Coles, an avid mountain hiker who with Craig Obert cut the first section of the Long Trail, a three-mile stretch from the chin of Mount Mansfield to Nebraska Notch. Father and Taylor did a lot of thinking, planning, and uh, let's say got people interested in the whole concept of the Long Trail being completed. And Taylor had uh, phrases for it, of course. J. Peak or bust. We heard that until we thought that was the end of the trail, until somebody got the idea, no, we got to J.P. all right, and all these helpful people have constructed trail, let's take it on up to Canada. By 1930, the Long Trail was completed to the Canadian border. A few years before, the Green Mountain Club received considerable publicity, as several adventurous outdoorsmen competed to set records for the fastest time hiking the trail end to end. Coincidentally, three women who came to be known as the Three Musketeers also decided to hike the length of the trail. In the summer of 1927, in 27 days of actual hiking for the sheer fun of it, they became the first women to go the distance from the Massachusetts border to Jay Peak, then the end of the trail. Fun-loving and ever alert for an opportunity to promote the beauties of Vermont, Taylor contacted photographers and reporters to chronicle the women's trip, and on one occasion he arranged a surprise for the hikers, Musketeer Catherine Robbins Clifford of Brandon. I happened to be in the lead then, and we came to the biggest break. Clifford should look way down like that. And I heard somebody yelling, Yoo-hoo! And I looked down, and here was a perfectly civilized man in white slacks and a white jacket. And he said, I'm looking for the three musketeers. I said, oh, you are? Well, here we are. The others were behind me. Well, come on down. I have a gallon of ice cream for you. Boy, did I go down that mountain fast. And sure enough, they had a, a whole gallon of ice cream. And did we sit down and eat it? We all shared it till we ate it all up, you know. 
It was terrific. The development of the ski industry, the increase in tourism, and the steadily growing popularity of the long trail in the years since World War II have brought problems Jim Taylor could not have foreseen. Today, the trail is crossed by ten ski areas and threatened by private real estate development. Too many hikers on fragile areas have caused erosion and the destruction of rare mountain plants. Vandalism and acid rain have taken their toll, yet the Green Mountain Club endures over 4,000 strong, with volunteers maintaining 50 trailside shelters as well as the 260-mile footpath in the wilderness. With care, hikers today can experience many of the same pleasures that delighted earlier travelers. I just loved it being away from the mob. You know, a chance to be alone, a chance to do some thinking. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.